This is Healers Helping Healers Radio Show. Thanks for listening. Hello, friends, and welcome to the show. I'm Kira Schaefer, your host today. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate that you do and that you do come and listen and learn and also at times contribute as well. I love that we are having our community growing and growing and growing, and I'm so grateful that you are a part of it. And if you are listening today, you are ready to be the healer that leads change in the world. And so we are going to get into it. I do want to give a few announcements. Uh, Our Facebook group is facebook.com slash group slash healers help. And I'm just going to tell you a little bit of uh, some things coming up, some events coming up. We've got uh, September 20th at uh, the Orthobionomy and Detoxifying uh, Clinic. There's going to be an, uh, tomorrow, actually, uh, Tuesday night at 5 o'clock. Um, Ease into Balance is where you're going to be looking for that. So if you go online, look it up, Orthobionomy in Facebook. Um, we've got a Forgiveness Sacred, sacred Geometry uh, that is going to be at 7 o'clock. Uh, tomorrow night, we have Oh My Angels radio show with Peggy Reeser, and we have a ladies night going on at the Desert Ridge. Men, too, are also invited for the Embrace movie. We have also Hand Lettering 101 at the Specific Chiropractic Center in Ahwatukee. Uh We have... Another orthobionomy talk and demonstration, ease and balance on Friday at 6.30 p.m. We have a release your pain-free webinar, uh, pain-free webinar, <laughs> nine, um, and uh, that is done by Kathleen Gramsey. So go ahead, go out on Facebook, take a look at some of the events that are coming up. Looks like there's going to be a lot of good stuff, but definitely um, definitely join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash healers help. And that will help you to also, uh, get in on some of the free stuff that we do. We just did a pet contest <laughs> and, um, and I give away awesome gifts, like $50 prizes, not just like, you know, little rinky dinky things. So, <laughs> and fun stuff that you like. So, uh, definitely go out there, check us out. And then we also, um, just have surpassed our 400 mark. So I'm going to be doing an ice cream social. (laughs) Now, I'm not quite 100,000% sure how on earth I'm going to give 400 people ice cream. I'm pretty sure that not all 400 people are going to come to the ice cream social, but I do have like 15 or 20 people that are interested. So I think we'll turn that also into a networking event and uh, with free ice cream. So you can't beat that. If you're lactose intolerant, that's all right. Come and get some business cards, meet some new friends. And um, I'm lactose intolerant, so I have no idea why I chose ice cream social. doesn't matter because everybody loves ice cream. I'll tolerate it. I'll get through it. I'll make it work. (laughs) So anyway, uh, I'd love for you to be there and participate and just have fun. You know, it'd be great if you would love to join our group. So thank you so much again. Uh, I know I've gone on and on already, but I do want to go ahead, get straight into the meat and potatoes this. And I think the first question that anybody would ask 
when they're presenting something like this. So if, if I was going to somebody for an abundance, not an abundance, a money conference, you know, I would want to know, do you have a million dollars in the bank? You know, or do you have $15 in the bank and you're hoping that I will come to this money conference so that uh, you will get some of my money <laughs> so that I will fund your, your experience. Is it possible that they still have great information? Absolutely. Is it possible they're not following their own guidance in their own words? For sure. Is it possible that it's not in the cards, but yet they still have that awareness of how to do it. They just haven't connected up with it. Totally. Uh, is it possible that they're a charlatan? Absolutely. <laughs> is it possible that they're a charlatan and they still have good information? Yes. All right, so there's, there's, there's the question that I would be asking myself if I was listening to a call that says, are you ready to be the healer that leads change in the world, is, Kira, are you a, a leader? And the answer is yes, I am. And, and maybe not in the same way as that people would say, oh, do you have a fame and notoriety and all this stuff? Maybe, Eh. <laughs> maybe some people know who I am. <laughs> I don't really care about that. That's not the point of being the leader. Um, and, and I think that that has gotten confused along the way. And I think that we as healers, we look at our, at the people that have fame uh, and, and seem to be creating change in the world, <clears throat> or they seem to be speaking in front of a lot of people. And this is not a jealousy thing. Trust me. I, it's not that. So, so if your mind is like, oh yeah, yeah, she's just like, she just wants to do it. Not really. Um, but I do, I do love uh, the possibilities and potentials and learning about things and all that kind of stuff. And I think it's fun. But the thing is, is that a leader isn't necessarily the one that's out in front. A leader is, is somebody who can lead from behind and is willing to listen and to be open. And so what I did was I kind of just asked, I was like, okay, Holy Spirit, what do you want them to know? And uh, as I was kind of getting ready and, and thinking about things and brushing my teeth and <laughs> that kind of thing, you know, like when you're getting messages in the morning, it's like, yeah, I'm taking a shower. <laughs> oh, brushing my teeth, brushing my hair and like going, okay, God, what you got for me, homie? And what I got was, well, what is, what isn't a leader? You know, sometimes we have to know what we don't want before we can find out what we do want. And some of the things that were coming through for me were, and I wrote them down, um, fame monster. You know, this thing is that sometimes, and I've seen this myself, and I've heard about this from other people uh, that happen to be around those really you know, um, those speakers that happen to speak in front of all those people and, um, and sell all of those books and do all of those things is that they have to keep up an image and they have to always do it right. And if they're not always doing it right, then they get chastised for it, you know. And so there's a tremendous amount of pressure uh, to always keep up appearances. And we snap. You know, people who, who ha everyone does, you know, if you have to be the most dedicated PTA, you know, person on the face of the planet and, you know, one day just 
your day is just horrible and everything falls to crap, then what do you do? You know, how do you respond to that? And it, to me, that's a true uh, test of a master. When everything is going wrong and, and a great test of a leader, when everything is going wrong, how do you handle it? You know, what, what, how do you show up in those moments? Um, do you still make mistakes? Of course you do. Do you still uh, maybe yell at people? <laughs> of course you do. Do you still have road rage? Sure, very possibly. You know, this isn't about having our head stuck in the sand and going, well, you know, I'm just going to get through it. You know, no, no. And this is the reason why I created the Healers Helping Healers Group in the first place. Not because I want to be important, you know, or I want to necessarily lead anything. As a matter of fact, I, I, I almost, I didn't have any resistance to it, but there was this thought of, oh God, what if I have to know things? <laughs> I don't know anything, <laughs> um, but but when when somebody is getting squeezed like that, like Wayne Dyer says, if somebody squeezes you, you know, it, whatever comes out is what's already in there. If you squeeze an orange, you always get orange juice. If you squeeze a lemon, you're always going to get lemon juice. You're never going to get orange juice out of a lemon. So when you get squeezed, what happens? What happens to you? Does anger come out? Does fear come out? Does does uh, old repressed emotions come out, you know, whatever it is. So when we're trying to keep up appearances, we don't allow the magic of vulnerability to come through because if I'm vulnerable, then you can see me. And if you can see me, I can feel loved. But as long as I'm trying to hold my true feelings down, I, I can't, I can't lead. I can't lead. I'm, I'm a mess on the inside. And I can't do anything for anyone. And any attempt that I make it trying to do it falls apart. So, Kira, are you a leader? Sure. Are you a leader, listener? Of course you are. You know, you may lead in, in many, many, many ways in your life. And healing is just another way that you're stepping into your power and leadership. So we talk about what it's not. So uh, leadership is, is not going to be pushing ideas or being rigid. I think that that's something that we know. You know, if, if you are, uh, if you really, 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 really believe in something, guess what? You are going to be challenged on that belief because we are not here to continue to push our beliefs. Can, can that belief even be challenged for me? Of course it can. Every belief that I have can be challenged, should be challenged. Let's see, it cannot, a leader is not money-driven. All right, no, I'm talking about a true leader, not a famous leader, okay? They, they're different, aren't they? You know, you, ha, you have people who have fame and notoriety, and we, we think we look up to them because a lot of people happen to know them and, and happen to like the things that they do, but they are not what they do. They are more than that, you know, and, uh, and, and sometimes depending upon their level of ego in it, um, we could be missing a lot of who they really are. And it's kind of a shame because then after somebody gets to a level of notoriety or fame, it's very difficult for them to change because then they have to change their perceptions of mass consciousness. 
And so it's a, it's a very interesting kind of idea that we're coming from here. Um, this is another one, um, clinging. So clinging to your audience, clinging to the people around you, trying to get people to hear you and trying to get people to do what you want them to do. Clinging is going on and on about your story. Now, I say tell your story if it's a good story. You know, if it's something that you feel like would be beneficial, not just from the place of you telling it, but that it could create healing in the life of another person. And so it, otherwise, if you're just wanting people to, if you're just wanting attention, um, that may not be, you know, the best, the best thing to do. You know, if you're trying to get your, the, the people in your life to validate you. Okay. I'm not saying this happens all the time, but I have seen where it has happened and I've done it. I've done it myself, you know, see me, love me. You know, um, I'm going to tell my story to you over and over and over again until you see me and love me <laughs> you know? and, and make sure that it's okay that I did that thing or said that thing or was that thing. And so when we cling, we're not leading we're at all. And so the most powerful leaders are quiet. They lead from behind. They make suggestions. They make the final decisions. They might be in a place of power, but for the most part, they aren't afraid to say, um, wait a minute. Help me understand this. Not, you know what, you're doing it wrong. Okay. Right. Isn't there a difference? And do we do that with our spouses <laughs> or just let me do it? <laughs> that is the that is the downfall of of ninety percent of just let me do it just let me do it you're not doing it right can I just do it and uh, I'm making up percentages as you know so so we want to look at here so criticizing without suggestions you're doing it wrong now fix it do it differently why are you doing it like that. Why do you, why, please be different so I can love you <laughs> because whatever you're doing right now is I can't do it. I can't love that. <laughs> Leaders say, Hey, <laughs> Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> and can we, do you want to try it this way? Um, is there another more effective approach? Do you want to talk about it? Um, there's always time. You do not have your finger on the, on the, on the atomic bomb, okay? You have time. You have time to wait for them to, to get find their shoes. You know, you have time. <laughs> you have time. And in this, I mean, I've seen this over and over and over again. If I let myself be relaxed and let people have an opportunity to learn, then not only do they learn it, They'll do it right and better the next time. And I know I can hear you. I can hear y'all. In your brains, you're going, mm -mm, you don't know my children. You don't know my husband. You don't know my wife. Yeah, I could tell him 15,000 times exactly how to do something, and he is not going to do it right. He's going to do it to the exact level of effectiveness that it needs to be done in order to get the job done. Will he do it to your standards? Nope. No. And so do we lower our standards? No. We just allow ourselves to have a choice. And in that choice, 
we allow ourselves freedom to be able to say, okay, you're not going to ever do it to the level that I want. (laughs) And I love you and you're perfect and all is well, and you can't do it wrong. And if I go back and correct this, just know it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with my own mind. All right. So as we kind of move through here, a leader can always say no. No, I'm not interested. No, that's not something for me. No, I'm not really wanting to do that right now. Um, Whatever, whatever it might be. And it doesn't matter what anybody says after that. Your no is a complete sentence as my teachers have told me, because I'm a recovering people pleaser. So I need to be reminded pretty consistently. All right. Um, The next one is when we we over-promote. We over-promote ourselves, um, meaning we got to be everywhere all the time. We've got to be talking to every single person. We've got, you know, not necessarily – you know, I've had people tell me, you know, you need to do this and you need to do whatever. And those are really great suggestions. And a leader will take in all of the suggestions and determine for themselves what they need to do in order to feel right in their own decision making. People don't, leaders do not just say, okay, yeah, I'll go do that because you told me to do it. Nope, that's, that's not really it. Unless you are in a place where you are being told to do something by someone who is in a leadership role that you are choosing to follow, which is different, isn't it? So if you are in your own decision-making, your own leadership, and somebody makes suggestions for you, you are allowed to say thank you for your recommendation. That's not where I'm, and if they, are, they still insist, I'm sorry, but that's not really what I'm doing right now. If they continue to insist, everybody gets three, three tries. Three tries and this is it. You say no once, they don't listen, they keep going. They say no twice, they keep going. They say, you say no three times. On that third time, it's and I'm walking away. I care about you, I love you, I'm walking away now. Because I'm not going to say no over and over and over again. And I'm not going to allow myself to get into a conversation about my no. My no is final. And that is a leadership move. Okay? So how are we stepping into our leadership as healers? A very specific and different set, right? Because a leader uh, always allows for others to lead, uh, allows for that opportunity, Um, A leader will lead from behind and can lead from behind easily. There's no ego involved, right? It's just, oh, hey, somebody else is really wanting to step up here. And they feel good to me and it feels right to me. Please go have at it. You know, let's let's see, you know, what happens. Um, They are capable of giving positive and negative feedback. There's a book called The One Minute Manager, which I would recommend everybody go get. Either you get it or you can go on YouTube and listen to it because I am a listener, so I like to listen to audiobooks. So I would suggest you go out there, um, either YouTube or go and pay for it, and then go listen to YouTube if you want to be in a consistent uh, experience when it comes to 
uh, money, you know, <laughs> you know, if you want to make sure that you're giving and receiving or you can pay it forward, whatever. But the one minute manager, um, you have one minute goals, uh, one minute uh, correction, and then one minute of praise. And so when you do a one minute manager, you take uh, uh, basically the smart goals, you know, so you take a moment with your employee, your staff, your, your uh, partner, your spouse, your family member, your kid, whatever, and you lay out the goals that you not have, I, I don't like the word expectation, but that you have um, a loving request about that they do. And you can help. And they can also bring those goals to you as well. So this is leadership bill. All right. So this would be something you could do with your clients. Okay. So this is, it can, everything is translatable. It just takes a moment, takes a few minutes just to kind of figure out where, how can we translate it? So we have, it's going to be a little different if they're a family member because, um, well, it just is, you know, it is, you know, and so, but, but, the main thing is, is that they don't get berated or, or, or shut down or, you know, anything like that. Any of them, any of them, because the one minute manager doesn't do that. So we want to look at one minute goals. So it might take a little longer than a minute, but you want to figure out what are those, what are those things that you want to make sure that everybody gets done? Then you do, if there is a problem, there is a one minute correction. And the correction is very, you know, because they're not meeting their goals, it's you're not meeting your goals. <laughs> and these are the things that need to happen in order, what needs to, from a leadership standpoint, is what needs to happen. So you tell me how you're going to correct it. I'm not going to tell you how you're going to correct it. You tell me how you're going to correct it. And then, um, and then once there's a little bit more of a plan, um, then it's a one minute of praise. So it's, you do a fantastic job. I believe in you. I know you can do better than this. You are doing better than this. Things are happening exactly the way they need to. Everything is unfolding perfectly. You can't do it wrong, but I know you can do it better. And when that happens, um, the person actually does, in fact, feel more heard, you know, and the problem gets solved much more quickly. And a true leader is capable of doing that very seamlessly and not taking on the responsibility of that other person's happiness. You know, because when we're doing a correction, it's not about how bad can I hurt this person right now so that they'll do what I tell them to. It cannot be that. That is not leadership. That's bullying. So when we, when we take a look at it from this standpoint, you can see how you can be in your power as a leader and still move forward. I've made a ton of mistakes. I've had employees. I've had, I've trained people. I've, I've had subordinates. I've had uh, people above me that have done it really well. I have had people above me that have done it really crappy. Um, and I have, I've, I've learned from the good leaders and that's another sign of good leadership and being a good leader is that you, always look at good leaders you know you you learn from them and just look at the people that have come before you how did they handle what was their management style and i mean real leaders 
you know, I mean, not, not real leaders, that's the wrong word to say. Uh, famous leaders, that's what I'm trying to say, because we are all real leaders. It's already in us to be real leaders, whether we're leading from behind, whether we're giving advice, we're giving input, insight. But when you are a healer and you have people in front of you, you are leading that experience. And therefore, you must be leading by example. And that's what can cause some problems when we look at the fame monster piece, right? Because we are looking at potentially uh, making the mistake of having to keep up an appearance. And usually the first thing that I do with my clients is I tell them without clinging, because I do want, I want to know about them. I have to know about them is I say to them, because most of them come to me for anxiety. I say to them, I had anxiety for 10 years from the time I was 11 till I was 21. I used hypnosis to help heal my anxiety. I used NLP to help heal my anxiety. I used Reiki to help heal my anxiety. I did it. I had helpers along the way, and I want to be a helper for you because I came through it, and I know that you can too. It's just important that you follow what I say, and as you do, you're going to feel better. It's inevitable. You have to feel better because these things work, and so can you tell, there's no hesitation in me that says, um, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Anxiety is a tricky one, <laughs> you know. Um, but also being vulnerable in that I will say things like, I don't know what's best for you. I don't know what's right for you. All I know is that I can give you the tools that you need. And as a healer, as you are, that's all your job is. Just like Debbie Lebinsky was saying the other day on our radio show, um, I am not responsible for the message. I am responsible for giving the message. And the same thing with any healing work that anybody does. You are just giving the message. Even if you have a structured protocol that you have to follow, that is still just the message. So as you are delivering the message, remember that your responsibility is to just to be honest up front and be vulnerable. And you're allowed to be vulnerable. And, and you know, I remember thinking to myself when I was seeing, God, 30, 40 clients a week about to lose my mind, um, just thinking, I don't know, I have a cut on my hand. I wonder if it's like shark, a blood in the water with sharks. I was like, I wonder if they're going to think that I'm, you know, I'm incapable of cutting a tomato. So they might not want to work with me, you know, or something like that. And it was just getting ridiculous. Like my mind was going into uh, me to have anxiety and I'm the one that helps people with anxiety, you know, that were, that were, were saying, oh, you know what? I am having a really bad, no good, shitty day. And I am having to turn myself on to talk to somebody who's also having a no good shitty day. And I remember, <laughs> I remember there's been a couple of times where I've just said, you know what? I get it. This is a bad day. This is a bad day. This is a bad day all the way around. Is that the right thing to do? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But one thing I do know that 100% of the time that I have ever been vulnerable with my clients, that has made them feel relief immediately. 
And so as a leader, we allow ourselves to be vulnerable and to trust that the chips will fall where they may, and it is completely okay. It is completely okay because every breakdown is a breakthrough, every single one, even the ones that you have as a healer. And as a healer that is a leader, we ask for help. And this is the reason why I created the group, because during my most insane times of working with a lot of people and, and, and doing a lot of the work that I was doing, seriously, folks, we're not, we're not, our clinic was set up for back-to-back clients and, and they, so it would be eight hour day, a back-to-back clients and I would have a break in there and then my husband was seeing clients and it was hour after hour of just people that were expressing the most painful things in their lives. And it was just so overwhelming. And I got to say that when we, oh, when, when we don't ask for help, when we are seeing that many people an hour long session at a time, um, things fall apart. They just do. And I remember the first time that I decided to ask for help, I went to a real love group meeting. I don't know. I'm, I'm not huge on the group thing unless I'm running it, which just talks to my control issues, which is the reason (laughs) I'm telling you that because I'm allowing myself to be vulnerable and real and honest and true. And, um, and that, and it's totally okay, you know, because it's just something I don't do anymore. Really, I don't run any groups or anything anymore. But, but I, I walked into this group. My husband had going, been going for about six months, and uh, I walked in the room, and there was so much love in this room that I sat down, and I just started bawling my eyes out. Nobody came over and bothered me. Thank God nobody came over to try to hold me or hug me or touch me because I would just, it would not have been pretty. I would have just fallen into a billion pieces, but they just let me be there. And as healers, we all need that space to just be there, to just be there, to not be judged, to let ourselves be, be heard if we have something to say and let ourselves be loved. But we can't be loved unless we tell people how we feel. And is it always right to tell your client how you feel? No, but you definitely need a place to do that. And that's why I created the group. Because Facebook.com slash group slash Healers Help is a place where we can be vulnerable. Because we're all healers. And I know, I get it, there is this feeling of wanting to be competitive with each other. You know, and, and, and does this person do this? Does this person do this? Well, we do the same thing. We cancel each other out. Ah, you know, whatever. It's not true. It really isn't true. And um, because there's more than enough people, there's 4 million people in Phoenix and they all need help because I need help and I work on myself diligently and you need help and you work on yourself diligently. And there are some things that we can't get to ourselves that we can't just say, okay, God, show me the way. And then a way is there without another person, right? Because when two or more 
people come together and agree, the ego can't keep up the charades. It can't scam us anymore. It can't con us, like my coach says, John L. And so since I, I'm not, I, I can't do that alone, I have to have somebody that I can connect with and I can trust. And I can trust, you know, won't be like, you know, let me tell you what Sally Jean said over there at the Reiki Center, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's just we, I, we want to be able to trust, you know, that we can come together in this group because 400 people, my darling love babies, <laughs> 400 people, there are 400 people. Think about the power in that. Think about the enlightenment in that, that energy that you are bringing Think about that. Think about your piece of that. Just one small piece of that place. You have that. You own that. What was I seeing today on Facebook? It said something like, God who made uh, the, the oceans and the skies and the things thought the world would be better with you in it. How cool is that? How cool are you? You're awesome. <laughs> And I mean that. And I, and I know it's like, well, how did you know she's talking to me? I know I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> and so let's see. So, so why do I know I'm a leader? Why do I know you're a leader? Number one, you're listening to this. This is something you're choosing to take on. You are here. And I'm here talking to you. And let me tell you, if this was, what, eight months ago, I was in such a deep, dark hole. There is no flipping way I would be able to talk to you. I had gone way past what God wanted for me. And I am so incredibly grateful that I can be here with you now and that I can be in the Facebook group. And even though I am organizing it a bit, I want you to know that it's for you. It's for your, it's for your space. It's for you to be able to step into that leadership and step into who you are because you already are that. I am a leader because I am willing to be vulnerable. I'm willing to step into my power. I'm willing to be visible. I am willing to lead from behind for sure I am always willing to ask for help, but there was a time when I wasn't. I am honest with my problems. I love, love, love to listen. I love to listen. I love listening to everybody's stories. I love it. I, I, well, do, I, do I like all the stories they tell? Well, no, because some of them are really hard, you know, but I love listening to where people came from and what they've done and how they've manifested their life and, and what they want to do in the future, which is why I've been really enjoying the interviews. So this is your Monday morning rah-rah, right? So how are you going to step into your leadership this week? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the question out on Facebook today. Um, but I do want to uh, just put that out to you right now. So what ways can you step into your leadership this week where you can say yes? Because it's a funny thing, isn't it? 
I remember thinking about this topic and I was like, oh God, oh, you know what? <laughs> well, uh, what am I, how am I, where am I credible? How do I, how would I know? You know, well, I can go through the basic stuff. You know, I can go, I've been doing this for almost two decades. I've been working with people. I have, um, I've seen thousands of people over the years. I've just, and just know this, that that one person, let's say you've only had one client. That one client is going to connect with thousands of people. I'm not saying that's where I got my thousands from, but I'm just telling you that if you feel limited at all, well, I've only seen one client. Yeah, but that one client is changed forever as a result of knowing you. And then they're going to go out and they're going to live their life. And every person they meet afterwards is going to be better and in some way. I believe that. I don't believe that anybody is ever harmed by another person, really, that ultimately there is something good that comes from it. And so I think that experience of leadership in your healing and taking that leadership into the world and being a world leader Know that it doesn't take a lot to be a world leader. You could see a handful of people and change the world, right? So take that in consideration. So if I were to look at my credibility, I'd look at that, but I would also look at what's in my heart, you know, and what's in your heart. It's that desire for positive creation. Not that we're the creator but that we desire positive creation, that we are looking forward to better and better things, experiences. Better experiences are even better, aren't they? And so as you are moving through your week this week, look for those opportunities to be that leader that you are, being that kind and loving and compassionate and gracious leader that you are. That person that listens, that person that will mastermind with other healers, that believes in cooperation and not competition, that leader who allows for others to lead, that leader that doesn't need to cling for approval to make sure they're on the right track, that leader who doesn't need to be ingenuine to get what they want or to believe that they're good enough. A leader who will always give suggestions instead of criticisms. That leader... who will be flexible in their ideas and allow for the ideas of others to come through naturally and effortlessly. You already are a leader. Can you hear it? Can you see it? Can you taste it? Can you touch it? Don't you know that you're already there? If you don't, that's okay. You're getting there. A leader doesn't have to be famous. A leader doesn't have to know what they're doing all of the time. A leader just has to have the willingness to trust in positive outcomes, 
know that they are moving in the right direction and to understand that so much of this has very little to do with things like luck, very little to do with money, very little to do with being proactive and pushing yourself into situations, to following every suggestion that everyone gives you. Very little to do with those things. The only thing that it has to do with is just your desire to be a loving support and change in the world. And you already are that. And that is what makes you so amazing. You are a leader and you didn't even know it. So keep shining your light. Keep moving closer to your dreams. These are very actionable steps, aren't they? Get clear. Lead from behind. Listen. Get help when you need it. Say no. Follow your guidance. Trust in source energy or spirit to lead you where you need to go. Gather with two or more people to make sure that the beliefs that you have are limiting you and trust you already are a leader. I can see it by the smiles on your faces on all of your Facebook profile pictures. I can see it by the look in your eyes. I can see it and feel it and know it and experience it in your posts that you write about positive change in the world, I feel it from you. You're all angels. And I am so incredibly grateful that I get to be a part of a community where we are allowed to share our foibles. We're allowed to share our shortcomings. We're allowed to share where we are feeling undersupported. You can't get any better than that. And we all need it. Yeah, we all need it. So I want to say thank you again for everyone who joins me and everybody who's on the Facebook group. Facebook.com slash groups slash Healers Help. If you need anything, I'm here for you. Message me. Uh, Facebook me. Um, if you want to be interviewed on the show, please let me know. I'd love for to have that conversation with you, to find out if it's a good thing for you and a good fit. And until next time, I'm going to see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. Nope, 10 (laughs) a.m. 10 a.m. for the master's workshop. And I look forward to talking with you. I hope that you have a fantastic day and enjoy your leadership this week. This is Healers Helping Healers radio show. Thanks for listening.